everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 53, A Creek with No Water. Trust the Trail is sponsored by Blueberry Hosting. If you're looking for a cloud service to host your podcast, look no further than Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. And just by listening to this podcast, you can get one free month. Just type in Trust the Trail in the promo code and you can host your own podcast. We also have a banner link on our Trust the Trail page on www.thebackpacker.tv. On this episode, we share with you one of the most beautiful places we have ever backpacked. It's a trail that runs through a creek with no water and a wilderness that defines what remote truly is. If you want adventure, we have the perfect location to test out your own backpacking skills, the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon, located outside of Clarkdale, Arizona. Yeah, you bet. And it is not to be taken lightly. When I think of remote, and I think of like really remote wilderness where you, you, there's, there's nobody else but you and wildlife and possibly a UFO sighting. <laughs> I think of the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. It's probably by far one of the most remote, true wilderness areas I have ever been in. I could only think of one other wilderness area. That would be the Bob Marshall Wilderness area in Montana. But I think in the Southwest, it is truly a remote because not that many people go there. Well, it's also, it's just so raw in its environment. It's it's beautiful. It's stunning. It's just, you feel so isolated out there in every possible way. Um, so it is, you know, it's right outside of Clarkdale, Arizona. Um, not that far away from Sedona. Right. Yeah, Sedona is very close. It butts up next to the Oak Creek Canyon. Um, it's actually divided into three different uh, forest services that manage it. So it's a, it can get a little wacky um, when you are calling for information on uh, on it um, because <laughs> depending on what ranger station or what section of that area you're going to go hiking in, it's it depends on who's managing it. So it's, it's really kind of weird. Um, but the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon is in it, it's the second largest canyon uh, in Arizona. It's 21 miles in length and seven miles wide. Um, it was designated a wilderness area in 1972. It's a it has more than 58,000 acres and it is pure unadulterated wilderness. And you got wildlife, you got coyote, black bear, cougar. You name it, you got it in that place. Um, it's and it's managed by the forest, uh, the the uh, the Forest Service, but it's divided, like I said, in three different areas. It's part of the Red Rock Secret Mountain Wilderness Area. It's part of the Coconina National Forest, and then of course it's a designated wilderness area. So it's 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 a little weird, but it is it is vast, and um, it's big, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I wish I could have explored the same way you did all the many miles. Yeah, so um, this month, 
is my 10 year anniversary of going into that uh, wilderness canyon and getting lost. It's funny that it's so funny to me that you're like, it's my 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Like who, who thinks, oh, I've been there 10 years ago on this exact date, which is crazy because we actually thought of doing this podcast and then you remember. And then I remember it was 10 years ago today. So it's kind of interesting yeah. how that all kind of fell into place. So I decided to do the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon um, because it was hard. Oh, and my dad lives in Clarkdale, so uh, I got a free, <laughs> I got a free shuttle ride to the trailhead, which my dad is never letting me forget to this day. Um, it's it is it's really hard to get to the trailhead where I got on there. Um, it's you almost need an off road vehicle to get to the trailhead. It's that bumpy. Um, but right away when I when I, when we were driving through the desert, I was already seeing like like this elk and wildlife and it was you know my dad was cursing at me and <laughs> it was it was pretty cool um i so i did about a 27 mile loop which is um it's the kastner mountain trail which is really a old forest road that you cl it, it, it climbs up pretty steep um uh, and it's an old uh power line road it's it's an old like kind of forest road for that they used to manage power lines but they've made it a trail because it goes beyond the power lines and so once you get up to the top you keep going you take a left to the taylor um the taylor cabin trail and you go down deep into the canyon and then you cross the creek and then you get into a mess <laughs> of you really don't know where you are and then you are trying to find this old cabin uh taylor cabin which has a lot of historical value and then you get the jump on the packard mesa trail and then you hike all the way back out across the creek again across the uh the uh sycamore or part of the verde river really where it starts and then you get back up to your up to your car. That was my plan anyway. It sounds so easy. Right, follow a trail. Here's the problem. <laughs> there are no markings in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. You have a few trail signs, you yes. You have a few sprinkled in there, but they're not very defined as in um, exactly how to navigate where they're asking you to go <laughs> well it's first it's of all very vague it, it's it, the sycamore <laughs> wilderness canyon historically is was the route uh, of cattle ranchers way back in the 1800s and so when they would ranch up and through this canyon it was really their route to flagstaff and so you have a ton of uh game trails and horse trails and so this isn't a regular backpacking trip you have trails upon trails upon trails the backpacking trail is supposed to be um, designated Karen so as you're hiking around you're looking for these you know big gigantic rocks the problem is is that you're hiking in a dry creek bed full of rocks and so yeah i mean you're in a desert environment you're in a desert environment and the camouflage effect you you see so so much rock at some point in time you dream of rocks yeah i, I mean you see so <laughs> many rocks and so picking out a small karen and, and by, in, a, in a creek bed that's probably 
um, at least 30 to 40 yards wide. Yeah. It's it's a little, um, it, it's it, it gets a little complicated. Plus, then you get horse trails, and then you have trails upon trails, and they're... It, and it's, it's an interweaving of trails that lead, you know, to the same place, or trails that completely go off the deep end to and explore. go to wherever. Because it is a pure and wilderness so you never area. really know exactly what you're what you're about to embark upon if you don't say to the, the the true narrow but then you say okay well the trail is the widest the the most um the most traveled trail so i'm just gonna follow that but it's not as easy as it sounds because you have these like interweaving trails constantly because it because merging it, with you and, and because it was a cat because it really it started as a cataract you have a <laughs> lot of horse uh riders that that go into this canyon and so yeah it may take you three days to get out of that canyon it might take somebody on a horse a day so you know it, you have a lot of different trails but that was really one of the first times i had to trust the trail um because i was lost i mean i was lost i've heard stories <laughs> and um there might have been a few tears related in that I, it I, definitely made him nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did make me nervous. Um, I had gotten down. I camped next to. Um, I I literally did find a watering hole, which was in of itself a little bit of a miracle because this is a dry creek canyon. The only time there's water is when you have snow melt in the spring during monsoon season. There's water down there. That's usually in December, by the way, or you have a flash flood. And you don't want to be down in that creek during a flash flood. And where I was camping that night, forced to camp, I was literally on the side of the creek. I found a little watering hole. and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, there's a watering hole. I'm so happy until I saw all the animal tracks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, Mr. Cougar's been here lately. And, you know, and then you start thinking, wow, I'm literally, you know, like. You're camping right next to the one source that everybody yeah, is gravitating yeah. it's towards. It's like a cougar goes, oh, my God, there's water. Oh, it looks like there's food right next to me, you know. <laughs> so. It was really intimidating. It has to be very, I was about to say, it has to be extremely intimidating. The good news <laughs> is the canyon kind of runs north and south. And so there's really only, there's only really two routes to go. And that's either north or south. And then once you cross the creek, you start heading back south. And so, and you know, south leads to home. So, you know, I, I, I was a little nervous. Um, you can see it in the video uh, that's on our YouTube channel, the Backpacker TV. I'm going to put a link on this podcast page on our website so you can watch that video it's 10 years old so you'll laugh at my my camera thinking i was some sort of like you know survivor man guy um <laughs> and uh trying to do camera angles and stuff but basically at one point there was a huge gap in the video because i was kind of like worried so I stopped shooting video. I'm like, I better save the batteries just in case things go wrong. I could say goodbye to everybody. Um, but it ended up being okay. It was, it was great. It was, got it was out great. There. Got out of there. Um, and, uh, but it, it's got some really cool, interesting things. And, and my whole goal was to sleep and to stay in Taylor Cabin, which is part of it's on the uh, National uh, Historic uh places to be registry yeah and so this cabin taylor cabin is it's an old old cowboy shack built in 1931 right in the side 
of of the mountain of this wall, this brick wall or this stone wall, and um, it was uh, Nick Perkins built that cabin out of stone, and it's right in the wall of a canyon, right along this creek that I was finding. Now I found the I found the 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 wire fence. You know, I found that cattle fence. I just couldn't find the cabin. I think I was only about a hundred yards away from this thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, and so what you can do is when you backpack down in there, you can, you can stay in it. Uh, it's on the national register of historical places as a primitive shelter. And so there's actually even cabin rules inside the shelter and some of the old cast iron pots and pans are still there today. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And so you can go in there and you can really be a part of history yeah and um so it's really cool i mean they have little cupboards in there and stuff and i so want to go back there and, and I, I find the cabin yeah that's on my that's on my list of uh things i need to go back and finish yeah for for sure um but we went we went back in there. which is funny yeah. that you're saying you need to go back in and finish that because we were in in arizona um several years ago and we were guiding in the Grand Canyon and we left ourselves a few days after the trip to just kind of putz around Arizona, see all the like famous sites, this, that and the other, and just kind of just take some time because we had all this extra free time. Right. And we get out of the Grand Canyon. You would think we would have enough of the outdoors, but no, it's Scott and I. So, of course, we don't. And we're just like you know screw the tourism let's let's get back in a wilderness and scott's like i've got to beat the sycamore yeah. canyon wilderness i, I have gotta, to beat it i gotta go back in there man <laughs> i gotta go back so but we went the opposite way this time so we we did we went back in and um, unfortunately we couldn't actually complete you know a three-day route which we had would have been ideal by the time we got there, we only had um, one overnight to be able to do. Um, and so we just went in for one night and then out the next day because we actually had to catch a flight that evening. Um, in so Phoenix. In Phoenix. <laughs> so we didn't have a lot of wiggle room. So we decided to play it safe just doing overnight. Um, we went in into the Packard Trail. Um, it's, it's, only, it's about six miles one way in um, to finish it. Um, so we went in the six miles, um, and it's it's actually right before you connect to um, the Sycamore Canyon Wilderness Trail, or or I believe it's the Parsons the Trail. The Parsons Trail, right. where um, it kind of routes you like deep within the canyon, where you actually go deep in the canyon right. and then surface back out. Yeah, which that's is the, the main route, that's the, the main trailhead exactly right the there. So that's the main parking area. For right. that section, because the Parsons Trail is really popular. Right, right, right. Anybody can do the Parsons Trail, pretty much. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't go, the Parsons Trail. I'm so sorry. It was, uh, you know, it's a Sycamore Basin Trail is oh, what okay, I was gotcha. referring right, to. Right. Yeah. So when you go into there, that's when you really go deep within the canyon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And get yourself lost. Absolutely. Um, but So we decided to tackle just going on the Packer Trail. And... It was extraordinary. It was beautiful. I mean, I, 
you know, we've been to the Grand Canyon. We've done several hikes in Arizona, but there's nothing that comes even close to the the wildness and the and the the rawness that is this area, this wilderness area. And it was re- it was really cool to get to experience for me after hearing all of Scott's stories about his whole adventure of getting lost and doing the trail himself. Um, you know, it was, it was a very, we took our time. We only had like, you know, six miles to go, um, to go in. And we were just like, well, let's just meander and have some fun. Yep. And we're hiking. We're, we're, you know, weaving in and out of these horse trails and doing our thing and, um, you know, finding, all sorts of dead animals around the, yeah. <laughs> the route. I can't right. tell you how many, how many kills there were. Oh yeah, it was. It's so remote. It's so wild. It's 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 not. You know, this trail is not something where you're going to see another. You definitely human. see the circle of life. You do, yeah, and it absolutely. was it was pretty unbelievable. We'd pass by and be like, "Oh my God, there's another kill." You can smell it in the air. Yeah. Um, but it was absolutely stunning, and we knew going in um and i don't even remember how we had learned about this but there was a little blurb of information that there were ruins in this area like very very old ruins tucked within a cliffside yeah and ariane was like i think they're right real close i think you know once we got on the trail and we are we are hoofing it on the on the packard mesa trail ariane was like yeah we just it's right there. We're gonna go. We're gonna get to a road, like an old cattle road, and then we turn. We follow that cattle road, and there's a trail. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? This was, and I'm what, like, this was never I've, here when I've, I did read, this." But then I realized that. I was fighting for my life to get back to the car, and I probably wasn't in the touristy mood. No. <laughs> so it was. This is the. This is very interesting so we were we were searching for a way and there's not a ton of i mean there's more information out there now but there there wasn't a lot of information readily available on not these 10 years ruins. yeah well especially well, 10 years ago yeah and so i'm like trying to fight for any little snippet of information that i can about these ruins and i'm determined to find them and you've got to you've got to envision this you have a trail, but the trail is constantly, it's like this inner braiding weave. Because all the horses. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you're, you're braiding in and out these, like, trails, and you're like, I don't know what to follow. I don't know when to follow them. And they're like, find an old Jeep trail, an old Jeep trail. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm assuming it's a little wider than the rest, but there's not a lot of information and so I finally gather enough that I need before we head out to to try and explore getting ourselves lost in this situation, not making our flight back home to Atlanta. <laughs> and I refuse to get lost again in that damn in that damn canyon. And I'm like, no, follow this route. And he's like, I don't know about this. This is not right. Um, but we find these ruins and we come across this like um, this quiff cliff dwelling ruins and they were just beautiful absolutely beautiful and i believe the name of it is verde hohokam cliff dwelling ruins um and i'm sorry if i mispronounced that but um if you just type in information you will 
find them on the internet. And it's it's really difficult to find the route, but it's pretty much right where the intersection of um, this, the the um, the Packard Trail connects with the Sycamore Basin Trail. And it's kind of right where those two merge. And it's right before you enter back into the wilderness area. Yeah, that's the thing. The Sycamore, that, that particular trail, and it's tricky because it goes in and, and out, out of the designated wilderness area. Right. And so that road, and I don't know, there was a sketchy sign there. All the signs in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon are sketchy. Oh, absolutely. But there is a wilderness sign that says, you are now entering the Sycamore Wilderness um, area. And you go in and out of that twice. Right. And, um, and so right there's before, that, where's that, where that, that's where that Jeep road was. Exactly. And so right before you go back into the wilderness for the second time, um, there's a... There's a check-in box, um, at least when we went there, there's a check-in box. And so it's it's designating that you're entering the wilderness. You veer off to the right. Nobody checks in, by the way. <laughs> that checkbox <laughs> is about 30 years old. And you find this really unmarked, you know, possible path, not really 100% sure it's a path kind of route. And... You just kind of walk into the barren wasteland of the desert. Yep. <laughs> Unknowing. Trust the trail. <laughs> and you're guiding yourself as best you can towards, um, an, you know, this high elevation. It's this, like, it's this peak in the middle of nowhere, and it kind of has some, like, buttresses up there. And you, you guide yourself towards it, and then finally it becomes a, an actual trail. Um but it doesn't start out that way. Um, it's it, it is covered with cacti that happen to just like find their way right into your leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that happens a lot in, in there. And you know, and you finally like weave yourself into this, and you have to. It's it's really interesting because you 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 don't really know where you're going until you're kind of on the top of the cliff and you're like, there's nowhere else for me to go, but off this cliff. And you find this little pathway to the left and it leads you to these amazing ruins. Oh, and it, it's, they're beautiful. It's I mean, it's amazing. Unbelievably discreet back there. Yep. And it's a mixture of, you know, these old ruins that have, have gone through cycles of, you know, it, I, I yeah, imagine some of them have fallen down. I imagine and, it used to be a two-story building, yeah. uh, but now it's just a it's a lot of crumbling. And they're trying to preserve it. You can tell that there has efforts. been, but but when you find these ruins and you go to them, you really do feel like you are finding these for the first time. Like you are the first person to find them. That's how remote this place is. It just fe it's like you are in awe because the view you have. Of the whole canyon yeah is breathtaking yeah. it's just a really pure experience i would say and to find those ruins to be know that oh my god you know like we're not only standing in a part of not 
like American history, but pre-American history. Well, what's it, well, it's just exactly. crazy. And so what's so interesting is when you find ruins like this, usually you have mass crowds around you. Um, because most of these places are, you know, designated as like, this is the place to go see these ruins. But you can't even find information on it. And you'd probably be the only person there. And it, it was pretty, it was pretty unbelievable to be in that spot alone with Scott and thinking how, like, this is, this is just truly just the most how unbelievable experience. Yeah. Yep. So we had considered camping in there, but then our conscience got the better of us. But see, then, then. <laughs> and so we. Right. Yeah. We didn't, we, we, yeah. We it's didn't feel right about it. Leave No so. Trace was, you know, I mean, there's <laughs> absolute, that, that, that is the epitome of Leave No Trace when you find ruins like that and you could take a brick or you could take something and that is when you're like, no, I'm, there's no way you yeah. can. There's no way. That, that's it was the, our experience would be so ruined if everybody had taken something out of there. Right. Um, but once we came came back out of the ruins, I had told Ariane a story when I was lost in the canyon about cows. And after I was lost, after running out of water, after you know my mouth was so dry and I could. I couldn't eat. After all of that, I had to walk out of the wilderness area and then back in. And in that little section is a ranch. And in that ranch, they have cows, a lot of cows. And I learned that cows out west do not like backpacks. Yeah. And so I told Ariane, <laughs> I told Ariane this story about one of the most, one of the most scariest things I've ever been through in my life backpacking I'm gonna share this with you guys is that I walked into a herd of cows and they they were and they were they were bull cows they were, they were bulls and they were cows but they you know were long horn cows whatever bull steer bull steer <laughs> and when I was there April they were they had a lot of calves there a lot of baby cows a little protective and they were eyeballing me and they were they were huffing at me yeah and at one point in time this baby calf was straddling the trail and I'm like please please move please and I didn't know what to do and so of course the cow the calf started yelling right and <laughs> I, these cows were like you know like doing the hoof thing you know where they were going to charge like stomping the ground and and they were really intimidating and so I'm like I never made eye contact I didn't take a picture although I probably should have you know just to That's when you turn your camera back on and film that Oh my, I was so scared I thought <laughs> you know of everything I've been through in my life I'm going to be stampeded by the very thing I eat on Friday night I was really I was really I was, how ironic I was really scared so I was telling Ariane this story and Ariane's like yeah okay whatever yeah okay and Kyle's yeah okay was. yeah yeah was you know <laughs> you know you know I actually was very reactionary. until we got to this section and we come out and what is there? There's a bunch of cows right there. And Ariane goes, oh, there's cows. I'm like, uh-oh. And as soon as <laughs> they we weren't just in, cows. They were all longhorn steers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we all walk, we walk in and they they, not, they they started not liking us. Yeah, they and were Ariane was like, not happy with our presence. Ariane goes, um, um, let's walk faster. Let's walk. I'm like, uh, I just don't think that's a glitch. Just walk steady 
Don't make any sudden movements. Don't look them in the eye. And I how no at, I, at on a scale point, of one to ten, how intimidating was that? Oh, it was it was more intimidating than a scale can actually. I I have never been in that situation until that moment. I mean, I have I have you know been awoken underneath our tarp by a bear running through and i've like had something sniff at my head that smelt ungodly that you know i've had a lot of wildlife experience in terms of i should be afraid but there's nothing like walking through a pasture of you know bull steer that are huffing and not happy with your presence and walking towards you and scott's like it's the backpack they hate the backpack i'm like do i ditch the backpack and run like yeah. what do i yeah. do yeah i'm telling you it was still I, it, was I, still, it was still scary i'm pretty sure i i remember thinking this is probably not going to end well and i'm looking around for anything that i can hide behind if they come charging at me like what can i hide There's behind nothing. There's nothing. You're there. absolutely nothing to hide. Not and I'm thinking, I'm I'm screwed. This is if they decide to charge, I'm done for. But and it and it's 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 not a <laughs> it's just a small. It's probably a half a mile. But oh, it's, it's it maybe feels... maybe I don't know. But it's large enough. To, you have to you have to go through those damn cows, man. It's like they're the gatekeeper. But once we got back into the wilderness area, I mean. It, it just opens up it, that particular uh, part you actually start really getting to see the canyon in, yeah. its, in its glory exactly because you're kind of on a plateau up until there and we were kind of pressed for time it was getting late and we're we didn't want to go too far we didn't want to go down into the canyon we kind of wanted we to knew stay we wouldn't. we knew we would not have enough time to get back and, and it was a water time. issue yeah. and we're going to talk about that in a minute but we did find a uh a kind of a large uh hill and so it looked like it might be flat up there and so we took a chance and we climbed up this hill and sure enough it was it was flat and we camped up there that night yeah there wasn't a lot of room for um you know excess space for a tent but um it held us and we had a 360 degree view of not only the canyon um of the wilderness area and and you could just see the trails leading as far as as far as your eyes could take you you could just see the wilderness expanding and, and the red rocks of sedona were and just... it was and on the other side it was you know, sun was setting and it was setting over this like unbelievable terrain that was such a juxtaposition between, you know, the canyon and all the canyon walls and this like vast open space. And you saw um, the steer and the cows and I mean, just I mean, wildlife everywhere. And it was and you could you could see the front end of where the ruins were and it was just the most breathtaking peaceful moment that i think i've ever had in in any wilderness experience in my entire life yeah, and I, I, it still is probably in the top two camp 
campsites in a in a wilderness area where you make your own campsite, like you make your own gig, um, it's probably I hands mean, it's gotta, down. It's gotta be the best. Hands yeah. down, it was probably the most magical experience that I've ever had, ever backpacking. Yeah, and it was. And I think that a lot of things attributed to the fact that it was probably our favorite campsite ever, but it was, it was very unexpected. It was kind of, it, we kind of found it for ourselves, even though I'm sure others have camped there before, but there was something about it that just, you could see the vastness of which you were in and you, you had already experienced a full day of being so remote in this like raw, um, harsh environment. And you're there and you're thinking, this is truly unbelievable to experience nature at such a, such an intimidating level, but almost like, uh, I feel at home here level. And that goes down in history as, as the best night I've ever spent ever outdoors yep Yep. yeah it it really was it was a magical it was a magical experience um it was just and you know and to just kind of like on a spontaneous whim say you know um let's find a place to camp but let's walk up that hill and see what's up there Mm -hmm. to give us a view and we weren't really sure what we were going to expect when we got up there but when we got up there it was like you know, this is doable. And to know that we, you know, there were no signs of anybody else ever being up there. No, none whatsoever. And so we really did feel like we, um, that was our place. We had pioneered it. We had pioneered that place. (laughs) In reality, there's no way. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. There were no signs of anybody else ever being up there. And And it was, I mean, it was a harsh, um, you know, hike up. It was very, very steep and it was... Yeah, it was steep. Um, I mean, Absolutely. it was it was loaded with cacti. Yep. Everywhere. Yep. And it wasn't easy to get up to, so it was definitely a chance we took. But um, it's 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 moments like that when you're out backpacking that you just kind of go with your gut and you trust what what you know can be, and it just it, it in this case it worked out absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon is a it's a tricky canyon because it's really the tale of two different ecosystems. And so what most people go to when most people do any kind of search for it, they see two things. They see the Parsons Creek Trail and they see the Taylor Cabin or the, the, the old cabin. The Parsons Creek Trail is uh, it starts at the same trailhead. Um, you go down, hike the Parsons Creek Trail, which is a one-way trail. It's a one-way trail. It's got probably one of the better watering holes in that area. Oh, my God. You can God. go swimming. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, if you – this is your chance if you want to go out and, uh, you know, um, go skinny dipping, this would be the trail to go down to. Um, you'll probably run into some people. Absolutely, you'll run into um, some people. <laughs> but it is a spectacular spring-fed, beautiful um, trail. That being said, it gives a sense of, oh, 
there's water down here in this canyon. Mm-hmm. Where you're going down the same trail to the, on the Parsons Trail, if you make a left and you hit the Packard Mesa Trail, that will probably be the last time you see water. Yeah. Um, because the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon is a dry creek bed. There is no water unless you find an, a, uh, an older uh, watering uh, hole from left from spring or a hard rain or winter snow melt. Other than that, there's only a, there's, you have very uh, short time in the season to go into the canyon, and that's winter you're taking your chances because of the monsoon season and, uh, and snow. Um, and then early, early spring, I'm talking like March, April. Um, I would never, ever go hiking in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon in summer. summer. You'd, it would be just too harsh. Um, by no sense of the imagination can you short yourself on water. It is one recommended, one gallon per day. So think about that. That's one gallon per day. To and you, if you're going to do a three day, I did, you know, like a three day loop. That's three gallons of water, and absolutely, you're going to need it because that dry heat. Um, I mean, it it when you watch if you watch the video, if you watch the video, um, and I'm going to link it again on a, on the podcast page, um, and you can go to a YouTube channel, the Backpacker TV, and look for the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon video. It's deep down and that's like 10 years ago so it's deep down in the video thing um but you'll see how how, how my lips and my mouth was already dry yeah, on my yeah. first day yeah and so it's not to be underestimated you really have to do your research um this is where you cannot um you cannot fake around you can't you can't not plan and prepare um it's uh you know, there are people that have gotten lost many, many, many times in that canyon. Many times. Um, uh, the rangers will tell you search and rescue is prevalent in the Sycamore Wilderness yeah. Canyon because yeah. people underestimate it. It's hot. It's dry. There is no water at times. And they and most the- of the time they run out of water. And it is, it's not like a nice trail that's marked. I mean, you're basically feeling your way around. And where I got out, um, how I... Um, found my way out is I found a horseshoe print from a horse. I found a hoof print and I'm like, Oh, well that means there's gotta be a trail around here somewhere. And I actually managed my way to get out. And I, I found the Packard Mesa trail and got out, but it took me about maybe an hour to kind of figure out how to get out of the Creek bed. And, um, you know, I, 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 I thought where's, you know, I'll just follow the creek bed and hit the Verde River, I guess. You know, maybe my trip will be a little bit longer than I expected. <laughs> but, but it, it's, it, you know, it's just not, uh, it's not a place to, to play. And much like the Grand Canyon isn't either. Um, and people get fooled because they think, oh, well, there's water down the Colorado River. But it takes you a long time. It could to take get you three days to get yeah. down there. The Sycamore Wilderness Canyon is worse because people think, oh, Sycamore Creek. I'll get water down there. That is, there's no water down there. It's a dry, it's a dry creek bed. bed. (laughs) So you got to be really, really careful on the time of year you go and, and how you plan and prepare for that trip. But it's, it is worth it. 
It is, it is so, so worth it, worth it and if you want to do it. Yeah. And um, it'll definitely test you on many levels, but also reward you in such a major way. Oh, yeah. On the return. So. Yeah. You do that trail um, as you know, as a backpacker and that you'll, you'll be a better backpacker when you come out, out of that Canyon. Absolutely. If you get Absolutely. past the, if you get past the steer. If, yeah. That's, <laughs> well, that's really the true test. I mean, you know, don't look them in the eye. That's all I got to say. Oh, I was staring them down. Do not look them in the eye. It's like, don't you even come over here. Uh, like doing my dog tricks on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, no. Yeah. It was, it was all fun and games. Ariane thought, oh, man, you know, you, you wuss. And until she got to the count, she was like, I do know what you're talking about. They I are froze, deadly. I froze, man. I froze. They are, they are not happy. Oh, anyway, but thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. Really, really super appreciated. Again, if you guys have any questions about this particular po podcast in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon, if you want to know my route, uh, I will be happy, happy to send that to you. He even knows the route in which he got lost in. I even know the route where I got lost. <laughs> um, but go ahead and email us um, at us at thebackpacker.tv us at thebackpacker.tv I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have um, on that trail it is a beautiful 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 area to uh, to go out to so yeah and the video is on our YouTube uh, page you just got to scroll down a couple pages to find it it's again it's I think it was 2000 and well it's 2008 when I uploaded it. So there's there's quite a few videos to go through, but you'll <laughs> see it. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please give us a written review on iTunes. It really super helps spread the word. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I we just cannot, be, cannot believe the love and the support everyone has given us. We really, we're so grateful for it. Um, we have a couple of mentions. Thanks, Nikki C., for asking us a question on tents. Um, we're putting some links together for you and emailing you back today. And then Chris Giblin from Twitter. He located us on Twitter and discovered our podcast recently. He said, good stuff. So, uh, Chris, keep listening. Hope you continue to enjoy them. Yeah, it was our first tweet that I got on the podcast. It was really very cool. Exciting. I know. That is very cool. Um, and then thank you to Roger Meadows, um, Meadows for the email. Really super appreciate uh, the support. Uh, he asked a question on our um, We Are Not Bear Gorillas podcast, <laughs> and I will answer him. Uh, so thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Um, our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean if you're enjoying the video. And thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. We'll see you guys out on the trail. Yeah. Thanks. Bye-bye.